0: Shemalechemerbotai. <laughs> Mishnah Yomi continues for the sixteenth of Tevet, <clears throat> and we are in the seventeenth Perik of Shabbat Kolakeleim, all about muksa. We are in Mishnah Het, Kol Kisuye Kalim, Any lids for the handle, Lashon Kisui, like a covering, like Kisui rosh the head covering that we're famous for. Sheyeslehem Beit Achiza. So any of these lids that have a Beit Achiza, a house of holding meaning a handle, that's where you hold it, Nitalin Italian shabbat so all of those lids may be handled on Shabbat. Now, that may sound pretty obvious, because as we learned, the first mission of the parak the door of a clee is like part of the clee, so why isn't the lid of a clee also like a clee? So the mission actually brings up an issue that explains this. Amarabi Yossi, b'meidzvormimori, when does this apply, that a handle with a, a lid with a handle is able to be moved on Shabbat, the kisui karka that's a lid for something in the ground now keep in mind you could have a clee in the ground such as ovens were frequently built out of stones or bricks into the ground basically the oven is on the ground it's kind of attached to the ground the famous machlokis about the tunnel shel ochnoi with Rabbi Eliezer and the sages and and all the the miracles that took place that was about such an oven that was attached to the ground there's another kind of clee attached to the ground it's a bore or a dut a bore is like a hole in the ground for water or for storage, a dut is like a brick-lined cavity in the ground, and it's typically used for for water storage. And you put a lid on it, and it's actually it's it's dus in Ashkenazi. So if someone says vas is dus, so you know what a dus is, it's this hole in the ground lined with bricks for water storage. So Rabbi is pointing out that the din of the Mishnah that you need a handle, you need this beitachiza to be able to handle the lid on Shabbos, that's only for a lid for something that's in the ground. A vol, bekisu a lid for a regular, normal klee, like your pots and your pans and such. Bein kach, u-bein kach b'shabbat. Whether or not it has a handle, it could still be used on Shabbat. So if your lid to your pot doesn't even have a handle, it could still be used on Shabbat, it's part of the clee. Great, let's go on to perik yud ches, perik chai, mishnah Aleph. So we may clear out, we can do pinui, clearing out, even four, even five uh, baskets or bundles of straw or of grain. Uh, why? Because you have guests coming, you need to clear out the room, or you need a bigger room, so you're using sort of the shed or the storage or the, you know, the barn, Mibne b'til base medrash, or your base medrash was full, and you need to have overflow seating in the barn or in the uh, the hay storage, so you can clear them out of a low at otsar, but you can't clear out the storeroom entirely. So the gemara explains actually four or five is lavdavka, even more than four or five, but the rule is you can't clear it down to the floor. Because if you get down to the floor, it's typically a dirt floor, you might come to sweep it, or level it, or try to make it look nice in a way that would do a malacha on Shabbos. And we we don't want you doing that, so we leave some straw or some grain on the floor, but we do clear out room for guests to stay, or have a suda, or for a similar mitzvah, or for people to get together and learn Torah on Shabbos. Now the Mishnah continues about certain things that we might have thought are mukzah, but they're actually not mukzah and can also be cleared out on Shabbat. You can clear out Truma, that's the portion given to the Kohen, as long as it's Tahor, as long as it's pure and he can eat it. If it's Truma Tameya, as we learned, he has to burn it. We talked about it in Trumot, with Demai. We had a whole book about the whole Sefer, whole uh, Mesechet about Demai, and that's. Um, Basically, it's produce that has a suffolk, a doubtful obligation of tithing, because most the amarits did take tithes, but some didn't, so we take some of the tithes out of doubt. Um, shown, and the first tithe, Le Trumato, that they had taken the truma. The Bartner here explains that the levy went ahead and took his Miserishon, while it was still in shibolim. It was still sheaves of grain, it hadn't been... Finished the processing yet, and smoothed over, which is the step at which it's liable in Truma that he would have to take Truma. So he sort of jumped the gun and did the Meiserishon first. As long as he's taken Truma's Meiser, he could still eat it. Meiser Sheni, Vehekdesh Niftu, and the Meiser Sheni. We had a mesachet about that, um, and Hekdesh, uh, holy items, uh, consecrated items that Sheniftu. Both both of these were redeemed. Then they can be eaten, and they're not muksa on Shabbos. this is some sort of legume. Hayavesh when it's dried out, because poorer people would eat the dried out tormus. Uh, if it's not dried out, no one can eat it. Volo et tevel, but tevel no. Tevel is is food where you've not yet separated the tithes, so it's inedible. It's inedible for halachic reasons. And not the first tithe, where the levy did not take Trumas Miser. And if he has Miser Sheni or hekdesh that has not been redeemed, you can't touch it. You can't clear it out because it's muksa, No one can eat it. On Shabbos, they'd have to wait till after Shabbos and redeem it. So not the loof, which is some sort of onion plant, and not the Chardel, which is mustard seeds. Because these are items that need to be processed... In a molacha dika manner to be eat, eating them on Shabbos, so you have to grind the mustard seed. Rabbi Shimon ben Gamliel matir baluf. Rabbi Shimon ben Gamliel allows loof this onion. Why? Neishu machal orvin. It is food for the ravens. And the Mefarshim explained that the wealthy people kept ravens as pets to entertain them. And this being Baltimore, we can understand that concept, so the next time someone's going to Ravens game, you should find some loof and give them some loof so they can feed the players uh, during the (laughs) halftime.